أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لصدري ويسر لأمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uz-Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. A rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today, inshallah, is posted at this website too. You can go to podcasts, then words, then the 11th word, and scroll down to the last episode because, inshallah, uh, today we are going to be finishing the 11th word. The 11th word is a paradigm changer. It gives us an opportunity to look at the world in a new light. It offers a perspective. When we look through that perspective, we see reality as reality is. We start to understand the reality behind the physical appearance of things that are easily accessible for us. Seeing the tree is easy. Seeing the meaning of the tree, perceiving the meaning of the tree, perceiving the message of the tree, that is the challenge. And that is the responsibility too. That is the duty on our shoulders as human beings because that tree is a sign of creation and the signs of creation are our means to acquire knowledge of our Lord. It is one of the means. There are other means, but this is one of the primary means for us to acquire the knowledge of our Lord, of God. Therefore, we need to train ourselves to see, to perceive the meanings, the signs that are spread all around the creation. And in order to do this, we need to develop this perspective. First, we need to acknowledge that things have meanings. And then we need to train ourselves to start to read those meanings. For a four-year-old child who has not yet learned to read, for instance, a book is just some shapes. He probably knows that it has meanings because some adult has been reading stories from that book to him, but he does not know how to read and understand it. So we first need to acknowledge that Everything in the creation are signs of creation pointing to the Lord of everything in the creation. And second, we need to start to read them. We need to begin 
learning the alphabet. So this treatise, the 11th word, is a paradigm shifter. It first shows us how things have meanings and then it teaches us the basics, the ABC of how to read. Uh, we have gone a long way. We began with a representational allegorical story. And then in this story, there were two groups of people who were invited as guests to a palace. One was the good fortunate group that figured out the meanings of the ornaments and the purpose of their being invited to the palace and so on and so forth. And then they were invited to an even better place. And there was a second group that did not acknowledge that this palace was made for a purpose and that they were guests of a benevolent, generous and powerful uh, master in this palace. They thought that they could do whatever they, they, they wanted to do. They did not want to follow order and have good manners in the palace and so on and so forth. And they were punished as a result. And then we moved on to the reality of this as this world being a palace that is created and ornamented and prepared as a feast for the living uh, beings and among them the human beings and that we have a responsibility in this world to appreciate the blessings that are given to us and to appreciate the signs of the master who has created and prepared it for us. In the last episode, we read nine purposes of life. Inshallah, in this episode, we are going to read them without commenting on them. And then we will move on to other secrets about life. Ustad Nursi, after these nine purposes, tells us, okay, this is the quiddity of your life. This is the secret of the reality of your life. And this is the perfect degree of felicity that you can reach in life. We will move on to read those two, inshallah, and reflect upon them. And again, inshallah, I am hoping that we will complete the 11th word in this episode. Yes, bismillah. Oh my heedless lower soul, if you want to understand to some degree the purpose of your life, the quiddity of your life, the secret of your life or the secret of the reality of your life and the perfect degree of felicity you can reach in life, look. The summary of the purposes of your life consists of nine matters. The first is this. With the scales of the senses put in your body, weighing the blessings stored in the treasuries of divine mercy and showing universal gratitude. Second, with the keys of the equipment placed in your innate nature, Futra, opening the hidden buried treasures of the sacred divine names and knowing the most sacred entity through those names. Third, recognizing the marvelous arts and subtle instances of reflection that the divine names have attached to you and displaying and exposing them in this display house of the world and before the sights of creatures. Fourth, proclaiming your worshipful slavehood with the tongues of your states and actions to your creator's court of lordship. 
Fifth, in the way that a soldier shows the imprints of the favors of his king by wearing the various decorations that he has received from the king and appearing before his sight on ceremonial occasions, for you it is appearing before the witnessing sight of the eternal witness, God, as he holds others witness by beautifying yourself consciously with the adornments of the human subtleties that the instances of reflection from the divine names have given to you. Sixth, consciously observing the living being's salutations, which are called the appearances of life, their glorifications of their artful maker, which are called the subtle indications of life and the presentations of their worshipful slavehood to the giver of life, which are called the fruits and purposes of life. Seeing them with contemplation and showing them by witnessing. Seventh, by considering the small samples of the properties and states that are given to your life, such as partial knowledge, power and will, partial power, partial will, each a unit, considering each of them a unit of measurement, and thus, with their measures, knowing the absolute attributes and sacred conducts of the majestic Creator. For example, since you made this house in an orderly fashion with your partial power, partial knowledge, and partial will, knowing the master maker of this realm to be all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, and the administrator, to the extent of the greatness of his palace of the realm in comparison with your house. Eighth, comprehending the metaphysical words of the existent beings of this realm, each according to its peculiar language about the essential oneness of its creator and the lordship of its artful maker. Ninth, Understanding the degrees of manifestation of divine power and lordly affluence with the measures of your impotence and weakness, poverty and needs, in the way that the taste, levels and varieties of food are understood proportionately to the degrees of hunger and the quantity of the varieties of needs. Likewise, you should comprehend the degrees of infinite power and, and divine affluence with your infinite impotence and poverty. So, in summary, the purposes of your life are matters like this. Inshallah, from here on, we will read the Turkish and the English together and try to reflect upon what we are reading too. Şimdi kendi hayatının mahiyetine bak ki, o mahiyetinin icmali şudur. Now, take a look at the quiddity of your life. A summary of that quiddity is this. Quiddity may sound like a new strange word. It is the best translation uh, that's that's possible for the word mahiyet or mahiyet in Arabic. Uh, it indicates the essence reality of a thing. Literally, what a thing is. The most essential accurate substantive information that we will 
provide in return in response to the question what is it ma means what hiya means it so ma hiya is what is it and quiddity is a literal translation of that it's a it, it works works very well therefore uh, in order to understand these relatively higher level profound matters we need to expand our vocabulary a bit and use the terminology that the scholars have developed over time in order to express those so this is one of those words now take a look at the quiddity of your life take a look at what your life is a summary of that quiddity is this Esma-i ilahiyeye ait garaibin fihristesi hem şuun ve sıfat-ı ilahiyenin bir mekyası hem kainattaki alemlerin bir mizanı hem bu alemi kebirin bir listesi hem şu kainatın bir haritası hem şu kitab-ı ekberin bir fezlekesi hem kudretin gizli definelerini açacak bir anahtar külçesi hem mevcudata serpilen ve evkada takılan kemalatının bir ahseni takvimidir. İşte mahiyeti hayatın bunlar gibi emirlerdir. Now this was a list and we will uh, go over the list one by one. Now take a look at the quiddity of your life. A summary of that quiddity is this. It is an index of the marvels of the divine names. Divine names. What do we mean by divine names? The names of God. God is Al-Khaliq, the Creator, Al-Rahman, the Merciful, Al-Qahar, the Overpowering, Al-Qadir, the Powerful, and Nur, the Light, and so on and so forth. So how is there an index of the marvels of divine names in life? First of all, uh, we know this by this point, the reality of things in the creation are the divine names what does this mean everything that is in the creation came into being came into existence or god brought it into existence manifesting one some or all of god's names the entire creation manifests all of god's names that are knowable to us that are knowable to the created beings. As we went over this before, the human being as a microcosm of the creation also manifests all of God's names that are knowable to us created beings. How is that possible? How is a human being that is a small speck in the entire cosmos or in the entire creation able to be the locus of manifestation of all of the divine names while all of those divine names are manifest in the entire creation the entire creation is what can possibly manifest all of those names how is this possible well here the secret is life and that is why we are studying life here Take a look at the quiddity of your life. It is an index of the marvels of the divine names. Why? Because life connects the living being, the living creature, to many other things. A rock sitting 
by the side of the road just interacts with the matters, the substances that are immediately next to it, maybe the ground, the air. Let's think about the six sides, uh, up, down, left, right, uh, front, back, whatever is there interacts with them. The tree that is growing next to the rock, however, interacts with a larger uh, repertoire, larger bouquet, larger uh, conglomeration of things. It receives the sunlight and interacts with that sunlight. It absorbs carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. It receives nutrition from the ground, the earth. It, it grows and as it grows, it changes shape and dimensions. Um, it is a source of nutrition perhaps to some birds with it has fruits birds come and you know perhaps nest on it and so on and so forth now the bird that nested on the tree because it has a higher level of life uh, it can move around fly away fly to many places and interact with many things throughout its its life it interacts with many plants many rocks uh, many sources of water, many other animals, and so on and so forth. Now, the human being, being at the highest level of life as the thinking uh, living being, as the living being with thinking and speech and comprehension and imagination and intellect and consciousness and so on and so forth, because of all of these, it has the ability to interact with the entire creation at this smallest circle at the uh, narrowest circle it interacts with that which it can reach and in that sense it is lower than a an animal uh, because animals come to this world having matured to a to a great extent and it takes them perhaps a few days perhaps a couple of months to be able to function as a complete uh, member of their species human beings on the other hand have to learn throughout their lives perhaps around age 20 or so they start to function as a complete member of their species but to reach the perfection of their existence they keep learning and learning and learning and it continues until the end of life only it did the prophet وسلم, reached the furthest point that a human being can ever reach in terms of the perfection of its life through their imagination and intellect however they reach to a widest circle in which they are able to interact with everything the star that is 14 million light years away to the microbe that is perhaps in their body or in on the desk that they are touching they interact with everything because everything that a human being can think of or imagine is likely to turn into a need or an object of curiosity for the human being and therefore the human being has something to do with it so what this means is that the human being is in interaction with everything in the creation and it has the necessary equipment to be able to sustain that interaction and what that means is that that equipment that it has 
or he has in order to sustain that interaction well there he has the manifestations of all of the divine names however not opened up if you think of a book for instance a book is let's say 350 pages it has uh, seven chapters each chapter is about 45 pages and at the end you have an index and in that in, in that index you have the the you know names places etc or it has a contents page and in that contents page we have the titles of each of the chapters now each title in that on that contents page points to indicates all the information that is provided in that chapter in 45 pages but in a summary form so the human being in that summary form has an index of the marvels of the divine names all of them and so we are talking about the the uh, quiddity of life right the first one we said it is an index your life the quiddity of your life it is an index of the marvels of the divine names second and a measure for the divine conducts and attributes what does this mean now here we need to be careful again as we um, went over it before we cannot measure God's entity that's beyond our reach we cannot comprehend God's entity whatever we think of God he is something something other than that because we cannot comprehend God's entity that we have comprehended something indicates that God is not that so our way of knowing God's entity is through negation however however out of his mercy because he wanted to introduce himself to us God also placed all these signs of creation in the cosmos in the creation for us to attain a positive understanding of a positive comprehension of him too not his entity right but what we see are the manifestations of his divine attributes names and attributes and conducts the word that Ustad Nusi uses for conduct is shu'unat and as far as I can tell that is a new concept a new term that Ustad Nusi uses or, or at least in the way that he uses it because uh, Imam Rabbani also uses the term but Ustad Nusi uses it in a very uh, specific and profound way basically when we say attribute uh, we understand something akin to the names that we talked about let's say god is the powerful that means god has power so power is god's attribute how do we know that god has power or how do we measure god's power well first of all we again understand that we cannot measure it at the extent that it is in its reality in its essence we cannot measure the essence of that reality because it's infinite and we do not have the the uh, mental tools to comprehend in, infinite and when we say infinite we are not referring to a particular number what we are saying is there is no end to it it is not limited it is unlimited boundless and we, we cannot comprehend that our mind works through uh, boundaries in order 
in order to be able to comprehend things, we have to draw a line around it. We cannot comprehend amorphous uh, shapes. It's just amorphous. It's beyond our comprehension. We understand we know things by their opposites and by drawing lines around things. So in order for us to be able to understand what God's power is, in order, to, in order for us to have a sense of what God's power is, God gave us partial power or a sense of partial power. We reach to a cup of water, lift the cup and take it to our mouth and drink it. And we think that we have the power to do this thing, right? And because this requires power. So we have a notion of, of power and we use that as a unit of comparison or unit of measurement in order to understand what power is. So we use it in order to understand what power is and then we move on to contemplating our Lord and we try to understand. So what does God's power mean then? Then we turn to ourselves and we find ourselves in this impotent state in need, in need of everything and unable to procure any of our needs. And then we find ourselves in this state in which we are being shown mercy and all of our needs are being procured and provided to us. So there must be some power doing that. We understand. And then we turn to the entire creation, the cosmos, and we try to imagine the majesty of the power that is moving stars and galaxies and black holes and planets in space, in this vast, massive space, as if they are little pebbles that, that the person is playing with in, in his palm, right? God is moving them. We try to, so from the small unit of what power is, now we reach to a majestic con conception of the tremendousness of God's power. And then in the end, we say his power is, is even beyond that. And then when we talk about conduct, God's conduct or shu'unat, what we are thinking about is this creation, this cosmos is not a stagnant being. It is constant in motion. There is constant renewal and transformation and replacement. So God's attributes are manifest not once, but again and again and continually and different forms. In a sense, to just to make this more comprehensible by using an analogy, in a sense, it is the difference between looking at a painting and looking at a motion picture. Conducts or shu'unat is when we um, develop a sense of God's attributes in motion as they are being manifest again and again, repeatedly and continually and in different forms. A measure for the divine conducts and attributes. That is in life too, because my ability to move that cup to my mouth is connected to my life. And the scale for the realms of the cosmos. A scale for the realms of the cosmos. So the same notion that we through our intellect and imagination and the reach of our senses, uh, seeing, hearing, uh, smelling and so on and so forth, through all of those, we have a, the ability to reach out and perceive 
uh, almost everything in the creation to the extent of our abilities which may be abilities of our body personally and also the abilities that we develop over time using our intellect through inventions like telescopes or uh, these gadgets that we now send into the, the, the space and you know we can reach to the, the end of this solar system and so on and so forth as scale all those equipments are scales for the realms of the cosmos using those using those scales we develop a sense of the majesty and beauty and perfection and you know so on and so forth of everything in the cosmos and from there we will then have the ability to move to, to god's attributes and conducts but what first we need to comprehend the creation itself we need to start to read if you will the signs and a list for this great realm as we said everything in the cosmos are manifestation of divine names and attributes and all of those divine names and attributes are manifest in the human quiddity in the quiddity of the human being as a list and a map of this cosmos so it's not only a list but it also shows us dimensions and directions how things relate to one another in this cosmos and an abstract of this greater book what is the greater book it is again the cosmos the great book of the universe the great book of the cosmos the great book of the creation and the chain of keys to open the hidden buried treasures of power because everything in the creation is the manifestation of god's power when god god discloses his power when god acts upon something some notion that is in his knowledge with his power things come into existence but for us to understand that relationship from the thing from the creature to the creator we need keys we need to know the codes these signs of creation are coded they are written in code we need to understand those codes we need the keys for the passwords right once we have that we understand it the quiddity of our life is like a chain of keys it is full of those keys the codes that enable us to understand what is out there are embedded in our innate nature in the quiddity of our life and the best of creation among the perfections that are spread through existence and attached to time frames the best of creation the best because again it has access to everything however however for the human being to deserve that title the best of creation he has to show that which is manifest on him that which is embroidered on on him in the quiddity of his existence his life and you can think of this as a lamp with a shade imagine sometimes you have shades that have uh, ornaments and embroideries and pictures and colors and so on and so forth all in the inner lining of the shade you don't see it from outside but when the light bulb turns on everything becomes visible almost like a shadow puppet show what is the light bulb it is faith faith is a connection between the human being and his lord 
it is like the electricity that comes to the light bulb if you turn the switch on and let the electricity come if you establish the connection then there is light and all that embroidery becomes manifest if you cut the connection off by turning the switch off if you disbelieve if you reject your lord then there will be no, no light there will be no no no display therefore the human being that is the best of creation will descend to the worst of creation because the animals right they are manifesting what they are given they are given less than the human beings but they are they are manifesting whatever is given to them they are all they always have that connection because their connection is not uh, con conditioned upon turning the switch on their switch is always on they are not given the the the the capacity to say no i'm rejecting this the human being is given that ca that capacity there's a test that's going on and if the human being turns the switch off and does not display anything it is reduced to the material object that the light bulb may have or the shade of the lamp may have it is reduced to you know carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and water and what whatever nitrogen and iron whatever is the, uh, the the the material elements that are making up its body it is reduced to that it becomes the worst of creation because it missed an opportunity the animal did not miss an opportunity the animal is fulfilling uh, it, its duty to the extent that it is able to the human being to fulfill his duty to the extent that he is able to he needs to to fulfill those purposes he needs to realize the disquiety in his life and he needs to actualize what is put given to him in potentiality so the quiddity of your life are matters like this şimdi senin hayatının sureti ve tarzı vazifesi şudur ki now the apparent form of your life the the the how your life appears the apparent form of your life and the manner of its duty is this by this point we can probably guess what the duty is right but Ustad Nursi is fleshing it out for us now the apparent form of your life and the manner of your or your life's duty is this hayatın bir kelimeyi mektubedir Kalemi kudretle yazılmış hikmet nüma bir sözdür. Görünüp ve eşitilip esma-i hüsnaya delalet eder. İşte hayatının sureti bu gibi emirlerdir. Your life is a written word. It has meaning. It is not just meaningless shape. It is not ju just a, an, an, a chemical, mechanical, uh, random interaction between uh, as we said hydrogen nitrogen carbon and oxygen and iron and other uh, minerals and elements it is not a lifeless if you will or meaningless interaction between those things it is not random it is meaningful it is not scribbles on a piece of paper it is letters and those letters come together and they form a word your life is a written word this is the first thing this is how your life appears on that piece of paper 
this is the first thing it is a word it has meaning it is not a uh, it's not gibberish it is not a meaningless utterance but it is a meaningful word i know that i have said this many times but it is worth saying many times because unless we recognize that it has meaning until we recognize that it is meaningful we will not try to understand we will not think about what the meaning is so this is the first thing your life is a written word and the duty that falls upon you then is to think of it as a written word and and work on it try to comprehend it ask the question what is the meaning it is a wisdomful utterance written by the pen of power it is not just any word but it is a word that serves a purpose it is wisdomful it has many meanings that interact with one another in meaningful ways and it interacts with other things in meaningful ways too so that word in a sense has a meaning in a sentence it is wisdomful wisdom means that a thing serves a purpose in a larger whole for instance let's assume that I took a piece of wood and took a knife and started whittling and whittled whittled whittled whittled I, I in the end I made a shapeless object all I wanted to do was to I, let's say I was angry I was trying to calm down and whittling was helping me so all what I was interested in was the motion right so then there would be a wisdom in my motion but that would not be wisdom in what I produce in the end by whittling the wood however i kept whittling and i had a design in my mind and i had an object in my mind and i whittled toward it and in the end i uh, let's say made a little uh, toy knife now the toy knife that i made from wood has wisdom it serves a purpose you can give it to a child and the child can play with it a wooden toy knife that the child is playing right it has a wisdom it has a purpose it serves a purpose it serves a purpose in a larger reality because that purpose will be meaningful only if there's a child only if there is a conscious being that is willing to play with it and that enjoys playing with it your your life is a wisdomful utterance written by the pen of power it has meaning and it has meaning in a larger whole and therefore it indicates the larger whole too and importantly it is written by someone it is not just there it did not come into existence by itself it is not the product of some chance happening it is written by the pen of power god's power by being seen and heard it indicates the divine beautiful names so your life is a word and it is being seen and it is being heard and of course when we say uh, it's being seen and heard we are talking about all of these things that we talked about mentioned in the quiddity of life all of those are being seen and heard it's an index to the entire creation it is a scale for the realms of the cosmos it is a measure for the divine conducts and attributes it's a map of the cosmos 
in your life what is being seen is a map of the entire existence the entire cosmos by being seen and heard it indicates the divine beautiful names that is what is being seen that is that is what's in the form of your life what is the duty well you have to make them show make them seen and heard you need to show them you need to display them you need to expose them how do you do that through faith by turning the light bulb on by establishing the connection with the creator so the form of your life are matters like this start notice is summarizing a bit here and and and uh moving fast because he already got the point through right these are already embedded in what we read before but he is showing us where we can go with what we already learned şimdi hayatının sırrı hakikati şudur ki now the secret of your reality or secret of the reality of your life is this so we are moving a bit further in uh, we are moving to a subtler more profound matter that relates to your life tecelli ehadiyete cilve-i samediyete ayneliktir yani bütün aleme tecelli eden esmanın nokta-i mihrakiyesi hükmünde bir camiyetle zat-ı hadisamede ayneliktir again this is the secret of the reality of your life it is a mirror to the manifest reflection of singularity and the instance of reflection of eternal besottedness. And of course, we need to parse this out. Like, what is singularity? What is eternal besottedness? These are translations of very important, very uh, significant, significant divine names that are in Surah Al-Ikhlas. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Right? The manifest reflection of Ahadiyya, singularity, that God is Ahad. And Allahu Samad, Jilvei Samediyete, the instance of reflection of eternal besottedness. Now, as I said, these are both very significant, profound names, and therefore it's very difficult to translate them. Ahad means one. Well, Wahid means one too. What is the difference? Right? So the difference that Ustad Nursi teaches us is that Wahid is God's manifestation on everything, on the entire creation altogether. Ahad is the concentration of all of his names on each created being. The manifestation of his oneness as the source of everything. So when we think about the tree again, it is a beautiful example that we keep using. The tree manifests life and therefore there must be a giver of life. The giver of life is one. The tree manifests provision. There has to be a provider. The giver of prov uh, provision, the provider is one. The tree manifests beauty. There must be a beautifier. The beautifier is one all the names all the attributes all the properties that are the manifestations of divine names and attributes that are on the tree come from one source that is ahadiyya now the what the tree has from beauty is the same beauty that is manifest on everything it is taking a share 
of the universally manifest beauty right so that universal manifestation is al-wahid so both mean one but with these important nuances what that means is that as we said on the human being all of the defined names and attributes are manifest that is God's ahadiyah the human being is a mirror to the manifest reflection of ahadiyah singularity in order to be consistent uh, we are translating the word ahad as single and uh, wahid as one and ahadiyah therefore becomes singularity a somat on the other hand is the one who needs nothing and everything is in need of and many of God's attributes can be deduced from this he is one he is rich Ghani he is in need of nothing he is dissimilar to to anything and so on and so forth the human being because of the comprehensiveness of his imagination and intellect has infinite needs everything that he can think of or imagine turns into a need for the human being and therefore he has the capacity to receive all of god's blessings an aspect a manifestation of all of god's blessings he is in infinite need of the lord who is in need of nothing the rock on the roadside right it needs a certain number of things let's say just to to to throw out a figure there let's say it, it has a need for 100 things if you put those 100 things together the rock can be there can continue to be there the human being needs innumerable things the rock is a mirror to god's eternal eternal besottedness that god is the al samad uh, to the extent of those 100 things the human being is a mirror to God's eternal besottedness to the extent of his or her innumerable needs. Needs. Now, the secret of the reality of your life is this. It is a mirror to the manifest reflection of singularity and the instance of reflection of eternal besottedness. Nothing in the creation, nothing else in the creation can do this can be a mirror to to these two uh, names of god in the way that the human being can be and therefore the human being is special it has a special place in the creation that is to be a mirror to the single eternally besought entity with a comprehensiveness that amounts to being the focal point of all the names that are manifest on the entire realm because we said ahadiyya is the concentration of all names on in one point the human being each human being is a focal point where all the divine names are manifest where all the divine names concentrate şimdi hayatının saadet içindeki kemali ise now we have all of these the quiddity the purpose the quality the form what do we do with it what is the aspect of this that looks to us what do we acquire from this now as for the perfect degree of felicity you can reach in your life that's what we want to do remember the 
the, the representational story. The guests who were invited to the palace, they were enjoying themselves in the palace, but the ultimate felicity, the ultimate uh, utility benefit that they can acquire was to behave according to the rules, regulations of the palace and be good guests so that they would be invited to an even higher, even better and eternal abode. As for the perfect degree of felicity you can reach in your life, it is senin hayatının aynesinde temessül eden şems-i ezelinin envarını hissedip sevmektir. Zi şuur olarak ona şevk göstermektir. Onun muhabbetiyle kendinden geçmektir. Kalbin göz bebeğinde aksi nurunu yerleştirmektir. İşte bu sırdandır ki seni âlâ-i illiğine çıkaran bir hadis-i kutsinin meali şerifi olan Men ne gencem derse mâvâtu ve zemîn ez acebe gencem bi kalbi mu'minîn denilmiştir. This is a, a couplet in Persian, so I tried to read as best as I can. Uh, I hope I did not uh, do injustice to uh, the pronunciation, but uh, we will read the meaning. Now, the perfect degree of felicity you can reach in your life or with your life. It is to feel and love the illuminations of the Son of Eternity, the similitudes of which appear on the mirror of your life. Son of Eternity, God. And Ustad Nursi is using an, a, a simile here, a, an example, a metaphor, right? The sun reflects on all reflective objects in, on the face of the earth or on the mirror in the, in the solar system, right? In that way, in the same way, God is manifest that through his names and attributes, God is manifest on each and every thing in the creation. But as we said, the human being is the locus of appearance of the divine name Al-Ahad, which, which means the, the, the concentration of all of God's names and, and attributes on each thing, on the human being. It is to feel and love the illuminations of the Son of Eternity, the similitudes of which appear on the mirror of your life. To feel and to love. So you have two... two uh, opportunities here if you feel it that is beautiful that is beautiful that is what your spirit yearns for that is how your spirit is created there is a force of attraction that your spirit feels all the time and that force of attraction in a sense is the memory of that initial union that you had with your Lord when he created all the spirits and gathered them in the in, in, in the uh, Arafat and asked them, am I not your Lord? And you all said, yes, you are my Lord. And you were basking in, the, in his beauty and, and, and absorbing the, the manifestations of all of his divine names and attributes. So you have the nostalgia for that. And there's a force of attraction that pulls you to him, toward him. When you feel it, you love it. And that is beautiful. That is felicitous to show them to him as as a conscious being now you are fulfilling your responsibility and you are also enjoying it there is felicity in this for you too because remember when a small child 
paints a beautiful drawing he keeps like runs around shows to everybody i did this i did this I did. there's beauty in this or when a small child or not only a small child adults too you are out there walking perhaps in the forest and you see this beautiful butterfly perched on a uh, little uh, buttercup flower you look at so beautiful you say come look at this you want to show it to everybody that's around you showing beauty sharing beauty there is again a force of attraction that is in our innate nature and when we do that we feel felicitous to show them to him as a conscious being and also you are you are interacting with your lord this is a this is a an opportunity for you to interact with the one that you love right to show the illuminations the manifestations of his divine names and attributes that are on you how can you show them faith the stronger your faith is the stronger your reliance on him is the stronger your connection with him is the more apparent the more manifest those names and attributes on you will become to lose yourself in his love yourself is a veil that prevents you from being able to see him being able to perceive him at a more intense level why because the self that is mentioned here is the lower soul which is attached to the world which is attached to the material aspect of things if we think about our tree example again the tree has two aspects one is the material thing that is out there made of carbon and cellulose and pigments and whatever elements that is one thing your low so lower soul is attached to that it thinks that that is the ultimate utility that the tree offers perhaps the fruit that comes from the tree the shade of the tree and you know physical sight of the tree etc etc if you are trapped in your lower soul you won't be able to get beyond this and start to see the meanings which are the manifestations of those divine names but you want to do that because that is beautiful and once you are there you want more of that more of that more of that and that that lower soul starts to become an impediment that that is preventing you from getting there now there is a way to turn the lower soul into an instrument into a means of appreciating perceiving learning enjoying more of the meanings in there too because if you don't have the eyes that enable you to see the tree well if the tree is the means for you to read the meanings right if you don't have the eyes you don't see the tree you don't reach the meanings so you want the eyes you want to see the physical object that the tree is you if you don't have the letters written on a, a page then you don't have access to the meanings so if you are able to see them as your means to access the meanings then you are still losing yourself in his love because what you see is not uh, carbon dust that is spread on a piece of paper but rather meanings that they signify to place the reflection of his illumination in the apple of your apple of the eye of the heart so that is where uh, where the if, if the human being uh, 
the liquidity of the human being is a summary of the entire cosmos the heart is a summary of the entire human being that is the core of the fruit if you want that is the seed of the fruit if the fruit is the ultimate purpose and the summary of all the uh, quiddities of the tree the seed is the ultimate purpose and the summary of all the qualities of the fruit hence it is said due to the secret as the noble interpretation of sacred prophetic tradition so the, the the couplet that we read is an interpretation of a sacred tradition sacred tradition meaning the meaning comes from god to the prophet sallallahu but the wording belongs to the prophet sallallahu it is not revelation as the secret uh, as a noble interpretation of a sacred prophetic tradition that elevates you to the highest of the high it is said I am not contained in the heavens and the earth, yet marvelous is that I am contained in the hearts of believers. And the prophetic tradition is more or less the same uh, meaning. I am not contained in the heavens and the earth, yet marvelous is that I am contained in the hearts of believers. And of course, we do not understand this as the entity of God being contained or the attributes, names and attributes of God being contained in the reality, in the heart of the believer. No, the extent to which God's names and attributes can be perceived in the creation that is contained in the heart of the believer because that is the maximum reach of the act of comprehension that is ever given to any created being işte ey nefsim hayatının böyle ulvi gayata müteveccih olduğu ve şöyle kıymetli hazineleri cami olduğu halde hiç akıl ve insafa layık mıdır ki hiç ender hiç olan muvakkat huzuzat-ı nefsaniyeye geçici lezaizi dünyeviyeye sarf edip zayi edersin eğer zayi etmemek istersen geçen temsil ve hakikate remzeden euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim bismillahirrahmanirrahim ve şemsu ve luhaha ve kameri izâ telâha ve nehâri izâ cellâha والليل إذا يغشاها والسماء وما بناها والأرض وما طحاها ونفس وما سواها فالهمها فجورها وتقواها قد أفلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها سورسندك قسم وجواب قسم دشنب أملت So, oh my lower soul while your life is directed towards such lofty purposes and it gathers such precious treasures would it at all be rational and fair that you waste it by spending it on temporary pleasures of the compulsory soul the lower soul and fleeting worldly delights if you do not want to waste it if you do not want to waste your life which is so precious so profound so purposeful Think about the oath and what is sworn by in the following chapter of the Quran and act accordingly. So this is another inspiration for Ustad Nursi in writing this treatise then. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is from Surah Al-Shams, the, the chapter titled 
the sun the 91st chapter of the quran and the first 10 verses of the chapter by the sun in its morning brightness and by the moon as it follows it by the day as it displays the sun's glory and by the night as it conceals it by the sky and how he god built it and by the earth and how he spread it so up to here we see god is presenting us the entire creation everything in the creation the, the, the cosmos the, the firmament the earth the day the night everything space time and then we move on by the soul god is swearing by all of these by the soul and how he formed it the soul the spirit the lower soul and is and inspired it to know its own rebellion and piety the one who purifies his soul succeeds and the one who corrupts it fails so there's a test you will either pass it and succeed or you will lose you will fail it we want to be among the successful ones we want to be among those who fulfill the purpose of their life who understand the quiddity of their life who fulfill the duty of their life and who reach the felicity the, the ultimate felicity that their life enables them to reach we want union with our lord we want jannatul firdaus ala we want paradise we want his countenance in the paradise we want the company of the prophet in paradise we want to reach the highest level that our potentials will allow us to reach and those potentials are precious and tremendous and we want to make the best of our life allahumma salli wa sallim ala shamsi samai risalati wa qamari burji nubuwati وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم الهداية وارحمنا وارحم المؤمنين والمؤمنات آمين آمين آمين O oh God, send your blessings and greetings of peace to the sun of the heaven of messengership and the moon of the constellation of prophethood and on his family and his companions the stars of guidance have mercy on us and on the believing men and women ameen ameen ameen subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha